murder, envy, strife. Satan is working overtime so much that we can't even see it. Why? How? How? Because Satan hates us. He's the accuser. Last week we talked about this in, in Revelation chapter 12. We went on and we see the war that the dragon, who is Satan, is fighting with God's angels. There was a war that broke out even before Christ came down the earth and died for our sins. We see the mighty dragon, Satan, and his angels. They're thrown out of heaven and a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels, they fought. But they did not prevail, nor was the place found for them in heaven. Believers, listen to me. There wasn't a place for the devil anymore. Because God kicked him out. It says... Nor was a place found for them in heaven and any longer. So a great dragon was casted out. The serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice. Listen. We see the, the, the evil power of Satan. It's evil. We can see how he's the accuser. It says in verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser. Wow. <laughs> time for a whipping. It's time for a whooping, Satan. Father, we come before you. We thank you for growing in his word, Lord Jesus. Speak through us to your Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen, you're in the podcast of growing in his word. You're in a radical podcast. You can see now where the enemy, Satan, is thrown out of heaven. He, you know, the it's a spiritual battle, man. It's crazy. It's all this end times radical stuff shaken up in a bottle, man. I'm excited. And you see how Satan even messed with Job because he's the accuser. Satan is the accuser. He deceives the world. He was cast to earth in his angels just to mess with us, believers. Wow. I went to so many prisons, so many places, talked to so many killers who were doing life in the Soledad and prisons and everywhere. And they said, wow, Pastor Joseph, if I just met you 20 years ago or, or, or somebody like you 20 years ago, I never would have been here because Satan is a liar and a deceiver and a manipulator. He deceived me, pastor, because I didn't believe that God exists. I did, but I couldn't accept the fact how powerful Satan really was, even though Christ beat him on the cross. Believers, listen to me, man. Don't think it can't happen to you. The church is vital today, and we are the salt of the earth, Jesus said. But if the salt loses favor, its flavor, or whatever, then it's, it's no good. we got to keep that, that taste, that savor, that place for Jesus. Because Jesus loves us. 
We got to avoid negative people. We're in the great tribulation. When the great tribulation happens, all hell is going to break loose. It's going to be a super battle. Satan's going to deceive the whole world. Just like he messed with Job. Remember Job? Job was cool. He was just doing his own thing, man. Following Jesus. Planting the seeds in the vineyard. God blessed him. God loved him. God, God, God helped him. God favored him. But Satan wanted him to curse God because he is the accuser. How many times have you been accused? I can't even count how many on the top of my head. How many times has somebody falsely accused you or slandered you? Even family members, friends, believers. Are they really your friend? Or are they being used by the enemy spiritually? See, that's how Satan works. He's not some uh, ugly person in a cape with a tail and a red and a pitchfork and, a, and, an, and an outfit going. <laughs> no, he comes in a beautiful, uh, a beautiful form. He was one of the beautifulest angels God ever made. He's prideful. He's conceited. You're thinking, oh, my husband is too. No, but your husband isn't Satan. <laughs> Calm down. I mean, some guys, they really do think they're all that. I get, I get you. But he's cunning, deceitful. Look at the Garden of Eden. You can be like God if you eat the fruit, the forbidden fruit that God placed you in, in the Garden of Eden. Listen, he deceived the woman and the man eating the fruit. He started in the garden and he's still here messing with us believers now. Listen, believers, Jesus Christ, it's, it's, it's real. And we, we get attacked and we don't even know we're being attacked. It's like you walk into a hotel room and you don't even know you have a case of bed bugs until you get home. And 10 days later, you start itching. It's like, oh my God, what did I just bring home with me? And you never seen it. Satan's like a virus. You go to an ER for some help. You broke your arm. You then you leave the you leave the hospital, and now you have uh, another disease, pneumonia, because you're sitting next to the guy, and you didn't know he had pneumonia, walking pneumonia, and now you have pneumonia, and you don't even know after fourteen days. That you have an acute walking pneumonia. You can't breathe. You're vomiting. You're sick. This is how Satan works. He's an accuser. A liar. A deceiver. And a manipulator. And he wants to manipulate God's people. That's why we have to be ready and be available to fight off the devil. And we do it through prayer, supplication. And we give it to God and we don't pay no mind. Think about it. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength is like in, in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser. Jesus is going to come for the accuser and get him. Of our brethren who has accused them before our God day and night and has been cast down. Satan is accusing us in front of God. Okay? He's a deceiver of the whole world. 
But God is our, but God, Jesus Christ, Jesus is our advocate. We have an advocate with our Father, Christ. He stands for us. He, he can't lay any charges on us, the devil, because he's filth. Satan is filth, and God is awesome. God has justified us. He's exonerated us. He's, he's, he's our advocate. He loves us. He stands before us when nobody can. And they overcame him by the blood, verse 11, of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to, the de- to death. Therefore, verse 12 says, Rejoice, O heavens, and you will dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. And he does. He has a short time on this earth after the church is taken out. All hell will break out. The great tribulation is going to, all hell's going to break out. It's going to be a super battle. People are going to wish to God that they got saved. Oh, help me. It's going to be horrible after the rapture. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be literally demons and goblins. (laughs) It's going to be so nasty that people aren't going to be able to stand. Because the dragon is going to resort war against us believers, uh, non-believers. When that happens, it's going to be hell on earth. Okay? The believers will be taken out. Verse 13 says, Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, now he's sweating, see? He persecuted the woman, Israel, who gave birth to the male child. Okay. Verse 14 says, or 13 says, Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast out to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to to her place where she is nourished for a time and a time and a half a time for the presence of the serpent. Listen, we're going to get into it. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman. Okay. The earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood with the dragon and spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. He was mad. Satan was angry. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have a testimony of Jesus Christ. It's not clear whether they are Jewish believers, physical offspring of the woman or Gentile believers, spiritual offspring. Galatians chapter 3 talks about that. But in desperation, Satan opposes every trace of biblically orientated faith in Christ. It's Satan hates Believers. Daniel chapter 7, man, is you really need to understand Daniel chapter 7 to understand that Revelation chapter 13 is talking about the uh, deception, the desperation that Satan opposes and how (laughs) 
you know, important it is. Listen, we need, I, I'm going to read chat, uh, Daniel 7 so that you can understand this on the way out of this chapter. But it comes down to obedience. Are we being obedient to Jesus Christ? That's what the whole thing is talking about in Revelation here. The woman is persecuted in the offspring. Well, we go back to verse 16. It says, but the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring because her offspring are the ones that are going to witness to the believers and non-believers in the end to spread the gospel. Remember, Satan's a real nasty person. He's an evil demon devil who wants to deceive you and he wants to make warfare. But we got to understand that this uh, warfare in Ephesians, it's, it's, it's spiritual warfare, but he tries to make it physical like we talked about in Job. But we, what you need to know is Jesus Christ loves us. And we see in verse 12 where it says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Listen, he's, a, he's on a, God is going to destroy him in the end for all the wicked stuff that he has done to Jesus Christ's followers. He knows his time is short, so he's got, he's, he, God's going to release him. He's already bound. He'll be released. Okay. Put in prison, released, and then, and then bound. Okay. Then released. It'll be hell on earth. Non-believers will be scared. Oh, I wish I would have read the Bible. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And they're going to be saying, wow, I am so scared. And the church will be caught up, her pazo, like it talked about in Revelation chapter 4. And you believers will not be here. And we will be in heaven resting and celebrating and living life without no more pain, no suffering, no more tears, just pure joy. I mean, this is what... The Bible teaches this is what God teach this is what God says and this is the most important time in our lives that we understand this. But we see this it says that the uh there'll be persecution. We see it right now. We could see the persecution on every corner. Satan wants to destroy the offspring because he knows time is short and he doesn't want non-believers to get saved. That is the whole thing of this chapter for me. That's the whole chapter for your life is to witness to somebody before you go be with the Lord or you uh, call whatever it may be, crawl in a little, uh, you know, some people, they're hermits and I understand they don't want to talk to people, but we got to get out there, man. We got to pray for people and get it, you know, ignore the people that are rotten to you and move on. Block them. Don't, don't pay no mind to them. Don't let the enemy rob your joy. 
because this is the most important part. Listen, believers, I'm going to read something to you. Here's the most important part of the whole Bible that you need to understand. John chapter 1, listen, it talks about the deity in the beginning was the word and the word was, was with God and the word was God. It doesn't say a God, but he was in the beginning with God, right? Okay. All right. This is awesome. Listen, now all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made in him. In him, I mean, was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend. You cannot comprehend what God wants to do in your life unless you receive him. Verse 12 says of John chapter 1, but as many as received him to them, he gave the, the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of the blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And listen, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we, be, we, we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Believers, listen, we have fullness, grace and truth. And verse 15 says, John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this was he. Of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. Because that's what it's about. Jesus was before. Jesus was before John. Okay. And we believers understand that if you are born of the Holy Spirit... You can see. Your eyes are open. We Then we want to become the light. We love the light because it's like, look, I get it. You're probably at a church and you don't like it. I get it that there's lights there. The church, it bugs bugs like to collect the light. You ever, see, you ever see these bugs, man? They're like these beetles in June. You go outside and there's a big old light bulb outside in the parking lot and you look at it and there's these Beetles are just laying on the floor all drunk, eh, you know, all jacked up. They just got all high off the light, man. I mean, they're like, wow. You know, so it's just buzzing around, right? And they're on the ground and confused and just dumb on the ground. I get it. There are some dumb people at churches. But don't pay no mind to them. You're not there for the dummies. You're there for Jesus. You're not there for the pastor. You're there for the message. Take the message. Listen to the message. Cling on to the message and go home and live it and be the light. Don't be the bug that's passed out on the ground. Don't be the beetle on the ground going, ugh, ugh. be the light, man. Listen, Satan doesn't want us to be the light. That is why you go to Revelation chapter 12 and he says, time is short. It's he's here only a short time, the devil because he's trying to rob your joy. Don't let Satan rob your joy, believers. Pick up your cross and carry it. This is what Jesus wants, man. He wants that ahava, the love. There's going to be false teachers, those who try to deceive you. This is what Revelation chapter 12 is also talking about. Okay? Um, and, you know, it's... It, those first John talks about it, it refers to false teachers that, or Antichrist. 
It, it's possible for believers to be deceived by false teaching, man. You see them on bicycles all day long. It's up to us, believers, who do the homework and do the math. But the Antichrist is a combination of two Greek words. Anti meaning in, instead of or against and Christos meaning anointed one. Antichrist. Those are, these false idiots will try to deceive you. It says in 1 John, deception in the last hour. Verse 18 says, little children in 1 John, it is the last hour and you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. Then, listen, verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out and they might be made manifest and none, none of them were of us. False teachers, liars, murderers, deceivers. They'll have their place in hell. Those who try to deceive you. But don't let Satan rob your joy because that's the most important part of following Jesus Christ. Not letting the devil rob your joy and letting the outworking of God's love work in your life. Because by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. And we also lay, ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. You see? First John chapter 4 talks about it. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh and it is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and it is now already in the world. Wow. Believers, don't let the devil try to put that psychological head spin on you. I've seen it. It's a lie. It's a lie. The woman and the dragon in chapter 12, Revelation, you see, it's, you know, it's coming. Her offspring, it says in chapter 12, Revelation, chapter 12, verse 16, but the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Verse 17 says, And the dragon was in, enraged with the woman and went and went, and went to make war with the rest of her offspring. Listen, believers, you don't got to worry anymore, man. Rest. God will restrain the evil devil. You don't got to fight nothing. It started with Adam and Eve, man, in the garden. It made its way all the way through the garden, all the way through to here. Believers, just read your Bibles. It's radical. Read it. Read Daniel chapter 7. That was the homework for Revelation chapter 13 and chapter 12. Read it. Last week, uh, next week, we're going to get into it on growing in his word because it's important. Because, you know, next week, we're going to talk about this. The beast from the sea and how, you know, the horns and the ten crowns and all this stuff. Man, listen. God loves us. Okay. He doesn't want us struggling. Oh, I got to do this. This. Oh, I got to do it this way. Oh, I got to do it that way. Man, enjoy the love and the peace of Jesus Christ. God, no matter what happens, you know, you're probably wondering, oh, I can't get ahead. I, I need to help me get ahead. This, and this. You know what? Just rest. 
Rest in what Jesus Christ has to offer you. It's his love and mercy. He'll do the rest. He really will. If you rest in Jesus, he'll do the rest. After all, his plans are, are, are better for us than our own plans, right? Amen? Amen. Then we need to rest. We got to quit struggling with our self-conscious, with our self, our self. It's not, man, we got to live for Jesus. We can't keep going over and over and over and over and over in our mind with silly things that have no forbearance on our relationship with Jesus Christ. Satan will attack your mind. He will attack your thoughts. He'll try to get inside you and mess with you. He'll use people to try to, to, to you know, mess with your mind. Put things that ain't there because they're sick in the head themselves and they're in denial because Satan's got a hold of their brain. Well, who do I trust? Who do I trust? Yos. Trust Jesus. Live by the word of God, verse by verse, and read it. And when you fall, repent and move on. I've fallen. I've fallen. I've fallen. I'm human. But I admit it. You see, because if you can't admit it, I'm sorry, any pastors listening, if you can't admit that you're a sinner, then you ain't, you ain't a pastor. Because we're all sinners. We all fall short, man. And everybody needs to know this because pastors are not put on high on a pedestal. James chapter 3, man. We got to be very, very careful. Amen? It's not about us. It's about helping others, serving others, serving Jesus. Listen, serve Christ. Okay? Listen, I always hear pastors, they say, oh, your family comes first. No, my family doesn't come first. It's Jesus. He comes first. Then my family. Then others. Then myself. It's a simple message. If you can get it in that line, in that order, you'll live a right life for Christ. I've been married 26 years. That, that should say something. <laughs> Jesus is doing something. God works. But we don't have to work our way. The woman and the beast, Revelation, it's very clear that Satan is, Satan is going to try to mess with your walk. Don't let the devil rob your joy and mess with your walk his time is short the accuser of our brethren who accused him before our God listen verse 10 I'm going to go back to verse 10 because we already went, we already covered Revelation chapter 12 yeah but I want to I want to read this a little bit and we're done then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now salvation and strength of the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused him before God day and night has been cast down and they've overcome it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Father, we thank you for this day that we've overcome the enemy by your word and, your, and our testimony, Lord. We, and your testimony, Father. Wow, you died for us, Jesus. How amazing. Thank you, Father. Lord, it's about you, Jesus, and we give you the glory. We don't, we don't, Lord, we don't. It's not about us, Father. We, you know, our eyes need to get off of ourselves and more on you, Lord. We got to become more like you. It's about you, Jesus. We thank you for this day on growing in this word, Lord. And we just, 
ask that you continue to bless the world in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys, man. And listen, next week, I promise, I know I wanted to talk about Daniel. <laughs> Daniel chapter 7, next week for sure, in a skip with this, we're going to hit with Revelation chapter 13 and 12 a little bit with Daniel. We're going to get into the end times. God bless you guys and may the Lord bless you. And remember, growing in His Word loves you.